0: The psalm we're going to talk about, Psalm 67, you can see the title there, God blesses us so that we will bless the world. Hopefully they'll make sense by the end of this, but a big part of it is God shining his face upon us. So this is Psalm 67. Let me read it to you. Make your face shine upon us. To the choir master will string the instruments, a psalm a song. May God among all nations. Let the people praise you, O God, let all peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. That um, line in verse 2, saving power, I highlighted that because In the Hebrew, that word means Yeshua. Now, who here knows what Yeshua means? God's salvation. And whose actual name is Yeshua? It is Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. It's Jesus. And this psalm uses the word God six times. But ironically, the word God in this psalm It's not a name per se. The word is Elohim. So if you look at the top there, word for God at times is Elohim. Now, it can be used interchangeably for God, but mostly it means, and in this psalm, it's interpreted as Elohim, and Elohim mostly means spirit. So even though we see God six times in this beautiful psalm, it's not actually God's name. God's name is Yahweh, right? But here we see the word Elohim used. But what is the name that we actually see used here saving power it is the only proper name is yeshua in verse 2. so if we go back to the psalm itself look at verse 2 that your way what did jesus say i am the way may be known on all the earth your saving power among all the nations it is only jesus who is the saving power of all nations and this psalmist, hundreds of years before Jesus comes, knew that. Now, for some of you who are Old Testament uh, junkies, you will also recognize that the first part of the psalm refers to the Aaron blessing. It's referred to in Numbers chapter 6.22. I'll read it to you. Let's go back to the psalm. See, first one, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. This is what Numbers says. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this you shall bless people of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up of his countenance upon you and give you peace. The psalmist, hundreds of years later, remembers these words and put it at the very beginning of the psalm. Also, when this blessing came about in Numbers, one thing that happened before it was in Exodus. Remember, Moses had gone up to get the law. He came down, then he went back up, and he spent 40 days and 40 nights with the Most High. Does that remind you of something? Did Jesus spend 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness being tested? Did Israel spend 40 years in the wilderness being tested? None of these things are coincidence. It's all deliberate. Now Moses goes up to Mount Sinai. He spends 40 days, 40 nights with God. What happens when he comes down? Let me give you some context. This is Exodus 34 28. The second time Moses went up the mountain, he pleaded with God, spent considerable time there, 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't drink water or eat any bread, and he wrote on the tablets the summary of the law, the Ten Commandments. Now, this verse Exodus 34 29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, he came down from the mountain. Moses did not know the skin on his face shone because he had been talking with God. Did you know that um, he was shining so bright that the people of Israel, um, pardon my informal language, they were freaked out. He had to put a veil on, he was shining so bright But you see, if we go back to the psalm, this is the first thing the psalmist asks. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. You see, when you spend time with God, what happens? You start to look like him. You start to shine bright. Praise God. Here is Moses. His face is shining so bright. They're freaked out. He has to put a veil on. They're so freaked out. He has to put a veil on. If you read the story, you'll see it. I never knew that. Only upon stumbling upon reading this. This is an early example of God shining his face upon his faithful servant. And Moses wasn't perfect. We can read all about that. But he loved God. He wanted to spend time close with God. Now, let's juxtapose this of another example in the New Testament. Can anyone tell me who this is? Yes, it is Saul. Very good, very good. Now, he's on the road to Damascus. He's trying to hunt down these Christians, these heretical Christians, following this Jesus, who is not the Savior according to him. He struck down on the ground, let's read the verse. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, suddenly a light shone from around him and falling to the ground he heard a voice. It's the opposite of the face of the light shining on his face, he's scared because even though he had read the Torah inside and out, he knew the law perfectly, he knew all 613 laws in the Torah, he didn't know who the true Messiah was. It wasn't until he was struck down. We all know the famous words. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you have persecuted. So he had experience with the light, but it wasn't a pleasant one, at least immediately, because he was confronted with the God who he didn't know properly. He wasn't shining the light, in fact, He was brought down because of the light. Look at him there. Everyone was scared. Everyone was worried. And if you follow the story, you will remember that he was made blind. It wasn't until Ananias had come and seen him. And Ananias, by the way, is is a bit of a hero because he says to God, you want me to go see this man? He's been persecuting us. He's been trying to hunt us down. But he's faithful to God. The light of God is shining on Ananias. He goes to Paul and he calls him brother. He prays for him and Paul's eyes are open. Look at Paul writing to Titus in Crete, recognizing the psalm, recognizing Jesus, that he is the saving power. This is Titus 2, 11 to 15. I've highlighted the the first line. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Who is that salvation? It is Jesus. Is God gracious as in verse 1 in Psalm 67? Absolutely. Paul is doubling down on this. Let's go back to it again. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. What does Paul say? For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. And by the way, Titus is living in Crete. The Cretans, today quite a derogatory term being the Cretan, right? They were rough and ready people. They lived on a coastal shipping town, swear a lot, drink a lot. But Titus was there preaching the word, and Paul writes to him, extolling him how to teach them. Let's read. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. You see, when you start to embrace the life that Jesus has called upon us, it then transforms you to want to do good works And then what does that make you look like? It makes you look like the light. The light shining. Paul understood this. He got struck down initially. He thought he was doing the right thing. But then he was humbled, praise God, raised by our learned friend. And now he talks about us living upright lives which reflects the light of God and wanting to do good works. And I'll come back to the application of what Paul had written to Titus at the very end of our our talk. Can anyone guess who this is? Excellent. Ten points for you. Simeon. And who is he holding? Amen. Remember, verse 1, verse 2 in the psalm, May God be gracious to us and make his face shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let's read about Simeon. This is Luke to thirty-two. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And I'll come back to the word consolation. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Christ. So Christos, meaning anointed. In Hebrew, Messiac, anointed, chosen one. So the Lord's chosen one. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace in shalom according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Sorry, I just like showing you the image while I read it. And I've highlighted those words. Salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. They have prepared for all peoples. And a light to the Gentiles. That psalm that we're reading today, it touches on all these points. And that word consolation. We think of it modern day as in like second place, third place. Here's your consolation prize. It doesn't do justice to the word because the word... In Greek is uh, paraklesis. And what it actually means is encouragement, comfort, appeal to you, cheering, supporting influence, joy, gladness, rejoicing, cheer, joy, enjoyment. So let's change it. Waiting for the encouragement of Israel. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. This faithful man had been waiting his whole life, his whole life, for the coming of the Messiah, he saw him firsthand as a baby. He saw him firsthand and he could depart in peace. That is us today. How many of you here really have peace knowing that you have experienced the Messiah firsthand? Now you can depart in peace. Praise God, Jane is in heaven. She has departed in peace. But for us here, how many of us here can say that legitimately ourselves? You know, my child. She gets upset because I say, I want to go to heaven all the time. I understand that from a perspective of a child not wanting her father to leave her but I say it as in I have seen him face to face I know he is real I can depart in peace but we have much to do here like Paul says we are zealous for good works if we have the light shining from us do we hide it in the dark or do we put it somewhere where everyone can see hallelujah hallelujah Simeon praised God. He had immense joy. In verse 4 of the psalm, it talks about that joy. But even better, in that psalm, if you look at verse 3 and 5, it's repeated. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. That's verse 3 and verse 5. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all peoples praise you. The psalm is calling on him, on God to act and expecting, expecting him to bless us. Not this timid, oh God, please feel sorry for me. Oh God, odd, oh, you know, if you've got something for me, please, odd. Oh. No, 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 no. We are expecting him to bless us. But that blessing is not for ourselves, it is so then we can bless others and has this beautiful flow on effect. That we reflect the way that he is. And then in turn, like this psalm says, we show the characteristics of God. Because in verse 1, we see that God is gracious. May God be gracious. Hanan. To be pitied. To direct favor towards. have mercy. To implore favor. God is just. Verse 4, for you judge the peoples with equity. That word equity, it means to be straight, to be upright, to be level. And for God to be held in awe at the end in verse 7. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Yare, fear, which means to revere, to be afraid, to be in awe, to honour, to respect To be in dread. How many of you here have a healthy fear when you're at a very high spot of falling over, right? We and we have a healthy fear which drives us to walk away from the cliff edge, right? This is the same fear that you have for a holy God. You recognize that you can't mess with Him in the same way you can't jump over an edge, and therefore you respect Him. It's not the best analogy, but it's one that. Is quite, it hits you quite hard straight away. That's part of what I'm talking about. But it's also having a healthy respect. That's why we do not use God's name in vain. I don't use my mum's name in vain, so why would I use my God's name in vain, right? Healthy respect. And this is what we convey to the world, that God is gracious, that God is upright. He is judge, a just judge, and that he is to be held in awe. He shines his face on us. He makes us light. Makes us bright. Did that rhyme? A little bit. At the end of the psalm, God, our God, shall bless us. I expect him to bless us. God shall bless us. Again, doubling down on it. He will do this Miss that sorry because we follow him and we make him known to the earth both in our word and our deed and i'm not trying to say you need to go out on the street corner and start preaching get your megaphone start doing that i'm not saying you need to go to the workplace and tell everyone the sinners no what i'm saying is spend time with him read your word pray all the time walk with him so then you start to shine and then the spirit praise god tells you what to do in all of your own individual lives praise god Altogether, we revere him. I've talked about Jesus, but I haven't actually specifically spoken about him. Let's do it. This is the transfiguration. Who's on either side of Jesus? Excellent. Yes, very good. Moses representing the law. Elijah representing the prophets. Both saying, this is God's anointed. Matthew 17, 2. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun. And in verse 5, this is what it says. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son. This is my salvation, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. Follow Him. He has been the culmination of the whole story of the Bible. Here He is, and He's shining. See the disciples there cowering? That's me as well. I, I can't do it. I'm not like you, Lord. But I'm telling you, the more time you spend with Him, you'll shine just like Him. I promise you. God blesses us so that we bless others. That is the nature of. Of God's agape love. It's not charity, it's not just a sense of duty, it's wanting to be in relationship with others, a two way street. That if I care about your well being, you care about my well being. As people of the body of Christ, and as we go out into this world. I've said this time and time again since I've been here, but there are so many people hurting. There are so many people who do not know the love of God. That is on us to show every day. At our best times, at our worst times. Leila Grace and I were caught in traffic on Thursday. I was in court, had to go pick up Leela Grace. Well, actually, her mother dropped her off to me. And we were in central Auckland. We were trying to drive home, and it was not happening. I was in a foul mood, and Leela Grace was tired. We diverted off from the main motorway, because we live in Takanini. We diverted off the main motorway, and we went into a Wendy's of all places. And we went in there. We got our meal. We sat down, and we were grateful to be together. We were grateful to be eating junk food, obviously. There were some boys from a high school sitting next to us, and one of them kept on swearing, kept on being abusive, shouting. I looked at my child, and I looked at him, and then I got up and I says, brother, please watch your language. And he turned, he looked at me, and then he looked at Leela Grace. He kept swearing. And I was saying in my spirit, Lord, this has been a crappy day, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy a meal with my child, but I am not happy, this is not good. Oh Lord I don't want to get angry I want to show your love You know what happened These boys are still there And that boy was still swearing But then about 15-20 minutes later They were leaving They had bought themselves some Sundays. One of the boys There was four of them Came back Leela Grace could see him coming And I think she was a bit worried That I was going to get into a fight Or something like that And she said a boy's coming And I turned around And he said Excuse me sir I want to come to you and apologise. I'm sorry about my friend. Please accept my apology. I can't really remember what happened after that, but I remember sitting there with Leela Grace and saying, Isn't God good? Hasn't he answered my plea for help? Has he shown me favor? And trusting him, I didn't lose it. I didn't scream. I let God work, and he did. And that's a small example. I could tell you a million examples of huge ones, but that one was pertinent because I was struggling on Thursday night, and he showed me his favor, his hanoon. Remember, I'll leave you on this point. When I was reading in Titus around living a a godly life, this is probably one of the most sobering examples I can give you. This is Stephen. Stephen is standing before the Jewish leaders. They are accusing him of being a blasphemer, of speaking heresy. He gives a long and beautiful speech about how Israel had continually to reject God, reject God. And then they crucify the Savior who's been brought forward. But he still shows compassion to them even though he is shooting them down. And as he is speaking to them, it says in Acts 6, 15, And gazing at him, all that had sat in the council had saw that his face was like the face of an angel. He was shining his light. In a hostile environment. You who know the story well, this is the first Christian martyr. His face shone like an angel as he was, as he was delivering this message. He was stoned to death. They could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit of what she was speaking. He says, as they are stoning him, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then importantly, because this is what love does, this is what happens when you have your face shining God's light. You do extraordinary things. You know what he says? Lord, do not hold this sin against them. This is a man shining the light, and he paid a heavy cost. This is the reality of the proper Christian walk. We can't run off, let him be just and fear him. But please be encouraged. You see, Jane is in heaven right now. She is rejoicing with all of the saints. This man, he is in heaven. The Son of God, the Son of Man, he is in heaven. This man is in heaven. This man is in heaven. This man is in heaven. So please be encouraged. I've been sitting at the back there waiting patiently to come and deliver. Whether or not I am saying is true or wrong. But I pray that regardless of what you do and what you find, you will realize that we need to spend time with God every day. Make him a priority so then we too can shine our light. Can we all stand and read this together? Let's go from verse 1. May God be gracious to us, and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us, Selah. Let your peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth, Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Thank you.